Today, I want to talk to you about ivermectin. It is a medication, an antiviral medication that is being used to prevent and treat COVID-19. Now, why do I want to talk about this? Because I want everybody to be aware of this medication that is out there that is truly, truly a game changer when it comes down to COVID-19, according to the science. Now, I want you to consider this medication. And in this episode, I'm going to give you some information. First, I'm going to start off with a rant of why I think this medication needs to be considered for everyone who uh, could possibly take this medication according to what their doctors think um, based on if it's appropriate for them according to their doctor. But I do think based on the science that this is a game changer and there are some data out there that I'm going to share with you uh, from Dr. Paul Malik's team that will show you how effective this medication is. And it's a good idea to possibly have this on board uh, in your medicine cabinet, just in case you come down with COVID-19. And hopefully this could help you or help one of your family members prevent hospitalization and death from COVID-19. So let's get started. You are listening to Hypertension Resistant to Treatment, where you will get knowledge, training, resources, and support for better blood pressure control. If you are suffering with high blood pressure or blood pressure that is difficult to treat, this podcast is indeed for you. Here is your host, Dr. Tanya. successful in reducing COVID-19 cases and death here in the United States and actually abroad. So I want to talk about, can we do better? Although we're having much success with the vaccine, can we do better if we would add a simple FDA drug called ivermectin in order to reduce the deaths from COVID-19. Now, this drug has been out in the news for uh, a long time now. Uh, so I'm sure everybody knows what ivermectin is. And ivermectin is just a uh, antiviral, anti-inflammatory medication that is used to deworm horses and actually humans. And it's also used for scabies and other uh, parasitic diseases. And it has been on the World Health Organization's essential medication list for many years. And this medication has been used um, over 30 years. So uh, the question is, can it be used effectively to treat and well, to prevent and treat COVID-19. And according to the mounting evidence, that according to the research that has been led by Dr. Paul Malik and his team, this particular drug, ivermectin, is worth a try in 
helping us get this pandemic under control more quickly. I mean, we're we're really excited that uh, the vaccines are really rolling out and we're getting the vaccines into uh, people's arms. And but even if we go at the pace that we're going right now, which is uh, about 1.5 million vaccinations a day, it still will take several months in order to get this pandemic under control, which is, 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 is pretty exciting. But if we could do better, wouldn't we want to do better? Wouldn't we want to save lives, more lives? Wouldn't we want to not lose not one more? I think so. Some leading doctors are really concerned about using it, although they have the ability to write the prescription right now, which is understandable. But I just want to get the information out there so you can have this information about this drug and you and your doctor can make the appropriate decision for you. Because let's face it, ivermectin may not be for everybody. The vaccine may not be for everybody. You and your doctor need to make the decision about what is best for you. So I'm just the messenger and I'm just putting the information out there and it's up to you and your doctor to decide what is best for you. That being said, uh, just knowing that the debts are down. Just knowing that the vaccine is doing what it what it is doing what it did. Cases are down in the last thirty days here in the United States. We've had, uh, according to uh, the CDC COVID nineteen tracker, there have been sixty three point one million vaccines given as of. February 17th, and the debts are trending down. The debts are decreasing. Okay, let's just look at the new cases in January. As of January the 8th, the new cases in the United States were 315,106. February 17th, the new cases are 68,314. Wow, that is a a great reduction in COVID-19 cases. That is wonderful from January to February. Our biggest concern is the death rate. And we're concerned about hospitalization as well. The death rate is trending down, but it's just not coming down quick enough, in my opinion. But, The question is about this ivermectin. It is a pill for the average adult. The dose is 12 milligrams. And and the biggest opposition for ivermectin is that we clearly don't know the best dose for ivermectin in order to treat COVID-19. But there is a protocol that have been developed by leading scientists. 
and research is ongoing in order to determine the best dose to use. And some have questions about the duration of ivermectin. Is it safe to take ivermectin for a long duration of time? Because, of course, when it's, when ivermectin is used to treat scabies or these other parasitic diseases, it's not being given over a, a extended period of time, like as if you would need to take it for to prevent COVID-19. However, we do know if uh, patients come down with symptoms of COVID-19 and they're treated with ivermectin, just a couple of days worth could make a big difference in the matter between uh, dying from the disease and surviving from um, the disease. So I think we all can agree that that is um, the data that has shown that ivermectin is useful to prevent that once symptoms are are acquired or once symptoms once a person ex- experiencing symptoms we can see based on the data that in fact ivermectin seems to be effective in preventing death and severe disease. And it has also been shown to treat long haulers and um, to shorten their um, long hauled experience. The latest study on the dosing of ivermectin has shown that even in healthy individuals treated with just one dose of ivermectin, it has shown that it could be useful or it was beneficial. Um, Not the the data wasn't, the results weren't as good as being used over time, uh, like as indicated in in the protocol, but it did show some benefit. And I'll put the link to that study in the description. But actually, I mean, this was in healthy individuals who were young and probably would have gotten over the the um, virus anyway. After the NIH released uh, their statement of not endorsing uh, ivermectin and not um, refuting ivermectin. So at that time, the NIH had made it known that doctors could prescribe the ivermectin if it is appropriate for their patients without um, worry that um, they were doing something against what NIH recommends. So that was good news because now more doctors are prescribing ivermectin, and uh, more people are benefiting from it. But we want even more people to benefit from ivermectin. That, that is why I have done several videos on this topic and have tried to bring um, information to my audience about this drug that is being 
tagged as the miracle drug, which we know nothing is really a miracle drug. But however, they are responding to the results of ivermectin, what what it has done so far for many people. Not to take anything away from the vaccination program now. The vaccines are going to get us out of this pandemic. But in order to do things quicker and in order to, while we're waiting on the vaccine to get, while we're waiting on our turn, while we're waiting on everyone to be vaccinated or everyone as in getting to our herd immunity, getting to the having the majority of our population here in the United States vaccinated. And while we're getting to that, this particular drug, ivermectin, sounds very promising to keep people out of the hospital and to prevent deaths. This drug is being used already very effectively in India, Africa, Peru, and elsewhere. And their numbers are reflecting the use of this drug with a nice downward trend in cases and in deaths. So first, you'll hear uh, a leading doctor, a leading lung doctor that um, say how he feels about ivermectin. And then next, you'll hear Dr. Paul Malik uh, give his presentation. These are just clips from the presentation. You can hear the full presentation over at Dr. Syed Mobin's uh, website. A cheap, safe and effective drug will bring the COVID-19 pandemic under control faster than a vaccination will. Ivermectin is a cheap and widely available drug that is getting a lot of buzz right now with its potential to prevent and treat COVID-19, which I'm cautiously optimistic about. We've seen the hype before with different drugs that ultimately didn't pan out. Will Ivermectin work for both prevention and treatment of COVID-19? Maybe. I remain hopeful and I think there's a good chance that it will. So let's see. Is Ivermectin just a hype? And Will this hype pan out? Let's see what Dr. Paul Malik has to say in his presentation to the cool beans. So this this slide just puts everything together. As we know, we do, you know the treatment of SARS-CoV-2 or COVID is very much phase specific. We have the incubation period, the symptomatic phase, the early pulmonary phase, and the late pulmonary phase. And what is really critical to understand is that the treatment is phase-specific. So any viral therapy will actually only work when you have viral replication, i.e. early. In the pulmonary and late pulmonary phase, the virus is dead. You cannot kill something which is already dead. So the use of any viral therapy in the later phases makes really no sense. So we use a methylprednisolone in the pulmonary phase. In terms of anticoagulation, the data is quite clear that anticoagulation uh, in hospitalized patients reduces mortality. And then ivermectin spans the course as we saw before, and then melatonin, vitamin D, vitamin C, flavonoid, and zinc. So this is a summation of our phase-specific treatment uh, approach. So this is, this basically, this slide summarizes what we know. So this is a summation of randomized controlled trials looking at the most commonly used medications for SARS-CoV-2 
divided into pre-exposure, post-exposure, the symptomatic phase, and the pulmonary phase, because clearly treatment is phase-specific. Going down the list, hydroxychloroquine, we can see really of unclear benefit. Remdesivir, in terms of um, symptomatic phase, no benefit. What it does has been shown is it reduces time to recovery in the very early pulmonary phase, has no mortality benefit. The um, HIV proteases, no benefit. Interferon may be of benefit early, harmful later. Tocilizumab, really of unclear benefit in the pulmonary phase. Convalescent serum and monoclonal antibodies, these have failed. Um, there's really no data uh, that either of these work, and the monoclonal antibodies actually were harmful in the hospital phase. Corticosteroids, to be clear, they are of benefit in the pulmonary phase, attend to harm in the symptomatic phase. And what is truly remarkable is ivermectin. So as you will see, ivermectin is of benefit in the, in the pre-exposure, post-exposure phase, the symptomatic phase, and the pulmonary phase. And this table is based on the evidence from randomized controlled trials. So this is what the NIH has to say about the issue. So in non-hospitalized patients, they don't make any recommendations. If you hospitalize and don't require oxygen, they don't treat you. So you're basically not being treated. If you hospitalize and require supplemental oxygen, they recommend remdesivir plus dexamethasone. If you require more oxygen, you require de dexamethasone. So this is really all the NIH has to say in terms of treatment of SARS-CoV-2. Going on, um, ivermectin, as we'll see, they say there's insufficient data to recommend either for or against, which makes no sense. Convalescent serum, which we know there's no data. There's no data to support the use of convalescent plasma. They say there's insufficient data to recommend either for or against, which is astonishing. In this talk, Dr. Paul Malik gave an update on the benefits of ivermectin discussing the NIH response to the mounting evidence that shows ivermectin reduces death by 70 to 90 percent, and it reduces your chances of infection by about 80 percent. Dr. Malik is hopeful that eventually ivermectin will be part of the usual care. Well, is ivermectin just a hype? And should Dr. Mike Hansen stay cautiously optimistic about ivermectin? What do you think? Do you think ivermectin should be part of our standard of care while we wait to get vaccinated? Let me know in the comments what you have to say about this. I will put a link in the show notes of where you can get the protocol for ivermectin and also you can go to that website to locate a doctor in your hometown that is willing to prescribe ivermectin just in case uh, maybe your doctor is not comfortable with prescribing it for whatever reason then there are doctors medical doctors who are cert board certified who could give you a prescription for ivermectin so that's all I have for you today. 
Stay tuned to Hypertension Resistant to Treatment, where I'll give you more information about trending topics and what everybody ought to know about hypertension. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next one.